Welcome to Down to Business, your go-to podcast for the ins and outs of sales, the secrets of online advertising, and the uncensored journey of life and entrepreneurship in an ever-changing world. I'm your host, bringing no-nonsense business insights and experiences directly to you. Each episode, we tackle crucial topics, sometimes alone, sometimes with trailblazing guests. In this episode, we have a special treat. We're joined by none other than Camille Satsar himself, famously known as the Ecom King. And today, we'll be diving into the world of mentorship and personal development, exploring why they're not just buzzwords, but crucial steps on the path to business success. So pull up a chair, pop in those earbuds, and let's get down to business. What was it for you? How was it like for you when you got your first mentor? How did you even get into that? How did you think one day? Because when I got into the mentoring, I, I found it through your YouTube channel, actually. I had no idea about it. How did you get a mentor? Like what happened in your life that you went like, hmm, maybe I need a mentor? Or was it like that? How, how did that go? Yeah, it's a really good question. So when I first got into the making money online industry, this was back in 2015 and I was only still new out of college and my personal development wasn't quite where it needed to be to make money. So I kept realizing with the way I was as a person, I had flaws where I wasn't able to get into the business world and see it for what it was. So I actually, you know, there was free mentorship going around in my local area. So I thought I'd take it. No, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are, are liable through the government schemes or through local places that they offer free mentor and business mentor. And so I took some and it was really good because the free business mentoring was more about conditioning yourself into a businessman or a businesswoman instead of being from your typical school or wherever you came from. And when I worked with this mentor, his name was Ashley. He said to me that you've got a lot of work to do because the way you're approaching things is the wrong way. So you need to reprogram your whole way of thinking, the whole way you look at things. You need to completely reprogram it. So that was my first kind of way into mentoring. And like I said, this was for completely free. Um, and I'm very grateful for it because without this, I wouldn't have been able to get to where I am today. And I think for those that are watching this or listening to this, if you feel like you're not the person you need to be yet or now to see success, then I'd highly recommend you go through some personal development and it can take somebody to notice that. So like you need a, you know, a mentor to tell you, look, these are the things that you need to work on. And then from there, I actually started paying for mentoring again back in 2018. So when I had a decent amount of money saved up, I then hired a mentor to teach me e-commerce and he taught me the skills of branding he taught me the skills of how to build a website that looks really nice uh, he taught me seo so one of the biggest things i invested in very early on was seo um, so things like backlinking things like tags loads of things um i bought lots of courses on you know seo so i think i spent around about 800 to a thousand dollars on that mentorship and it lasted around about three weeks to two weeks and i learned a lot from it but because it was my first proper dedicated mentoring on one task, I felt very overwhelmed, but I did find it very useful. So that first, that first mentoring that you had was actually local. It wasn't online, right? 
Yes, it was local, in person, not online. How did you find? Because here, I don't even, I didn't even know that existed. How did you, how, how do you find that? Because it might be useful for a lot of people. Because that was free, right? So, how, how yeah. Did... So, there's there's a few ways I found it. One through Facebook groups. So there's like where I'm from is Birmingham. So there's Birmingham business group, and you can join it on Facebook. And there's loads of people in there that are networking, trying to help. And then there's another app in the UK that we use that I know is around the world. It's called Meetup. And the meetup app is for free and it'll help you go to networking events. You can meet people. Some of them are paid, some of them are free. And at the time, I'll just go to the free ones. I bumped into the same person, Ashley, and he was willing to be my mentor because he could relate with me. He understood the way I grew up, how I was brought up, where I was around people. So he had a, he felt positive on changing the way I thought. So I think that's how I was able to do it. But I know there's loads of things like this available to people. They've just got to go out there and look for it. Interesting. That's new to me. So you didn't get paid. Your first mentor just did it for free? He did it for free, but I still speak to him today. So he see me and my whole journey from like going from nothing to going to something. And obviously I take him out for food now and again. We meet up, we have a laugh. So it's paid off because now when he wants advice, I'll give him advice with anything. Although we're in two different avenues. He's in real estate. I'm in e-commerce, but if he ever needs any advice, I'll always give it him. That's interesting that, that you mentioned that because a lot of people look at getting a mentor just from the perspective of getting someone who is more experienced than you in your own business. And there is value. And sometimes there's a lot of value in getting someone to mentor you, even if they're not in the same business as you are, because you do get a lot of stuff that is not just the technical stuff that is more valuable, right? And, and sometimes... The technical stuff, sometimes you can get it from YouTube. Like in your YouTube videos, you get a lot of the technical stuff that you need to do an e-com business. But there is a side of this that you don't get from from just learning specifics, right? That is more mm. than just the technical side of things, like um, being accountable, actually getting the work done, having someone look over your shoulder. Um, all of these things can come from someone who is not in the same business as you are. And you still get the mindset and the personal development and, and all of that. Like, do you feel like the value of mentorships is more on the technical side of things, like specifics relating to a business or more on personal development or something else? Because people don't always look at it like that. I think it depends where you're from. So like, remember when I first started my business, I was still very young, 15 years old. I was very... I wasn't mature. I was mature, but not mature in the right way. So I had to understand that if 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 at the beginning I paid for a mentorship that's more specific to e-commerce, I would have failed because I wasn't the right person. So you have to take a step back and say to yourself, am I the right person right now? If not, go through personal development first. And you can do that by reading books, but then you also need an accountability person that can look at you. That's not part, because you don't, it's like, when you go to get like clinical help, if you have someone that's, that that knows you, they can't. If you need a therapist that needs help, they can't help you if they know you because it will ruin it. So you have to have somebody from the outside world that doesn't know you to then look at you because they're not going to be biased or you're not going to feel biased towards them. Now, in terms of technicals, I think, yeah, mentoring is beautiful because let's take an example. A paid course cannot be technical because it's generic information and you have to try and make that specific to you, but it can be very hard. So a mentor can look at your business, can look at what you're doing and strategically plan the teachings around what you need, which can be 
the matter of seeing success and not seeing success. So mentoring is that beauty of technicalities being super specific to what you need and people really struggle with generic information and then kind of trying to grind that into what it is that that they're currently struggling with to to a T. You know what is another thing that I think is really valuable about mentoring? Like sometimes even imagine you get a mentor and your mentor is a fraudster. <laughs> your mentor has no idea what he's talking about. Sometimes it's it could even be this is my opinion you let me know what yours is but sometimes that could be better than nothing even because if the person who is being taught actually believes that their mentor is guiding them and it just gives them that confidence you know because a lot of people don't take action they don't do it because they don't believe that they can and just the fact that having someone there to help you take action, do things, follow along your path is super valuable and sometimes even more valuable than the, the specifics of the business. Of course, you don't want to get a fraudster to be your mentor because if you're paying someone, you better pay someone who knows what they're doing and they're actually giving you value. But what I mean with this like exaggeration is that sometimes just having someone to make you feel confident, because for me, that was huge. When I was, when I was starting out, I would second guess everything that I would do. And I wouldn't be sure, should I scale this product? Should I cut it? Have I spent too much money? Have I not spent too much money? There's all, all these little points of uncertainty that happen with any business anywhere, I think. And just having someone tell you, you're in the right path, just shut up and do it. You know, just don't, don't be nervous. Just stick with it. Follow through. It just gets you to be consistent. It gets you to be confident. Right? I think that makes such a big difference. At least for me, it did. The fact, the human element of having that someone watch, watching over you and giving you confidence because you don't get that when you're doing it solo. And you could get the best course in the world. You could get the best knowledge in the world. But there's more that is necessary than just the knowledge to be able to do things. Because, And I've seen this. I'm sure you've seen this as well. People that know everything, they know it. Like in theory, they know everything. But they don't take action. They're on, they, they think they spend $50 on a product and they say, oh, it doesn't work. Because I did everything correctly. They don't know. Like they can't stick with it. I, I, think, I think the human element of it is also big. Um, yeah what do you think don't well, you think? you got to think that human error is the biggest error in anything we do in life so i don't like to bring this up as an example but when planes go down they typically go down because of human error not the plane and the way i look at it is the same with the human brain our subconscious mind is always there to destroy us and you need a human to then put it in the right place so i always look at a mentor as the subconscious killer it'll kill the bad subconscious mind of thinking about bad things because the brain will focus on the negativity more than the positivity yeah yeah, just having someone there to mentally put you in the right place, I, I think is is very, very valuable. And, and even if you, the more you believe in that person, the more you're going to believe in yourself, I think, because if you really believe that person can get you there, you will get there. Even if that person doesn't do much, just because you believe it, I think it, it has a massive impact on the way you think about it. Well, I know people that took mentoring and they didn't really fully believe their mentor in terms of their skills and their knowledge. And then when they got, when they came to do a really difficult, hard task, they really questioned doing it because they weren't sure if the mentor was really hundred percent accurate with what they were saying. So they were like putting their foot in and out and they didn't really take conviction in their movement towards that task they had to do.
Yeah, that's funny because that's happened even even with our experience with mentoring. It happens sometimes where someone gets a mentor, but they don't believe that person. And we know sometimes that person is super qualified. They know what they're doing. We know for a fact because we know their business journey. But the student doesn't, for some reason, doesn't believe that that person is qualified. And then the student will have a negative psychological impact and will have worse results just because of this belief, even if the person is really qualified and we know for a fact that they are. You know, that's another thing that people don't talk about enough. I think if you're looking for a mentor, you should try and work with someone who you feel a certain, some empathy, some connection with, because just getting someone who is really good at the business is not enough. Because if you don't connect with that person, if you don't believe in that person, it doesn't work, I think, because you just second guess everything and you don't follow. I through. would take it a step further and say, add into that. Don't just look at, are they an expert in the field that you need expertise in? Look at their personal life. Are they in a successful relationship? Have they got a bad history of relationships? Because I, when I do business with people, I look at a few things, not just what they're good at, but what are they like with their parents? Do they treat their parents with respect? Do they treat their partner with respect, their wife with respect? Because that will show you the person they are. And you don't want that type of – because you don't want somebody that's amazing at what they're trying to teach you but then they're horrible as a person in terms of their personal life because that's just not going to end well for you at the end of the day. Yeah, because, yeah, if you don't – that's it. Because if you don't connect with that person, you don't see the person as a role model, the person could be really good at business. But if they're not a role model to you, like if you feel like – you don't identify with them, I guess it's much harder for you to follow through with what they tell you to do. And psychologically, that just snowballs into you not being consistent with what you should be doing. Um, but yeah, I think I think the human element is big and, and believing. Just the fact that you can have someone who makes you believe, it's it's bigger than some people realize, I think. I think it's, it's... Well, I've had people in the past where they don't... I don't think they don't trust me or they or they think that I don't know what I'm doing. I think it's that they are so negative and they are so unsure that I've taught people before and I'm teaching them and they're, and they're saying to me, are you sure? I think we should do it this way. And I'm like, hold on a second. You've never seen success, not in a nasty way. I have and I've shown you and yet you're still questioning if the way I'm telling you is the right way. Yeah, because they don't. Yeah, in that case, would you even say that it's a problem of belief? Maybe not. It's just people that are negative, right? Because they, or maybe it's because they don't want to take a risk. I don't know. It's. I think it's them trying to delay the inevitable. Which is what? Them taking action. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Do you think that is that can be changed though? For only through themselves and again it goes back to personal development because mm. if that person took personal development before this mentoring would they be the same probably not yeah that makes sense personal but... development's all about managing your emotions so because growing up myself i was very not emotional in as in i'd cry but if you said something to me and i didn't like it i'd be very aggressive to you so that's emotion so that's something that i couldn't deal with so if i saw rejection if I saw somebody saying that the work you've done is not very good, then I'd probably get a bit angry with you. But I had to learn how to control that. Yeah. So the takeaway is that if you're 
need personal development, you shouldn't start with getting business uh, related mentorship because it's probably not going to work for you if you're not prepared personally, if you don't have the habits, if you don't have a mindset, the right mindset, it's probably not going to work. So you have to work on yourself before you start thinking about learning about business because no one really prepares you for business in school and in, in anywhere mm. in life. You don't get any of that preparation. So you have to prepare yourself to then start a business. Cause I don't yeah, know. You have to completely reset yourself. Yeah. Cause not enough people talk about this, right? They just teach you how to do this business. That business model is good. Do e-com, do SMMA, do crypto, do trading, do whatever, but no one ever teaches you and trading, trading and crypto are even a more obvious example. If you don't control your emotions, if you're not in the right mood, the right mindset, if you're not logical, objective, and with any business really, e-com is the same. You're probably going to do really badly for yourself and you're probably going to waste a bunch of money. So, Well, off camera, I sent you a photo today of a guy that lost $20 million because of his ego. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was trading as well. And then you got people that revenge trade because the trade didn't go well. So they get angry. So they want to then try and get back at the market and the market then does them over again. They get even more angry. They keep throwing more money at the market. And that's just an example of emotions killing you. And that kind of happens with e-com as well. They test a bunch, the test two products and then this is a scam. doesn't work. I tested $50 per two products. doesn't work. My mentor is a scammer. <laughs> you know? Those ones that say dropshipping is a scam or their mentor was a scam are the ones that did it once or twice, didn't see success, and then now calling it a scam. Yeah. And then now, and then now in, in they're now under disbelief because they're thinking, "How did you do it?" But I can't do it. So that's called that's what that's literally the definition of disbelief. Yeah, I think mentoring is a very good way to repair the issues along misbeliefs, along misconceptions, along all of these things. But your mind has to be in the right place to be able to be helped by someone else. Because if you cannot be helped by someone else, then what's the point, right? You got to work on yourself first. So yeah. yeah it's like telling a randomer that I, I, I'm going, I'm going, you're going to make a million dollars or you can make a million dollars. It's like, you know, when I go around certain people that haven't ever made money before, or they've never seen mass amounts of money, I don't tell them who I am or what I do, but I just do a bit of like Q&A with them to see where they are mentally. And when you tell people that are used to making, let's say a couple of thousand dollars a month from their day job, and you tell them about, oh, could you see yourself being a millionaire? They say no, because they can't mentally fathom that number. They can only fathom maybe three to five times what they're making now. So if you tell them something absurd, they're not going to believe it. So you have to slowly condition people into this. It's like your, your own mental jail, right? You're in. Oh. Yeah. Well, but, then, but then again, if you told me when I was at school that I'd be a millionaire at, at the age of 18, I wouldn't have believed you because I, I didn't know how, I didn't know how or when or what could do that or give me that desired life. So it took me time. It took me a long, long time, you know, to get to that place where I'm like, yeah, you can actually make a million dollars at a young age. But you, you get there by just doing it, right? Not not thinking yeah. it, not thinking how much money am I going to make? How, am I going to be a, a millionaire in X, Y, or Z amount of time? You just do it and then it comes. And then it's you funny like, you say that because my first mentor, the one that was for free, by the way, he taught me about goal setting. So he said, if you want to make a million dollars, don't think about the number, don't chase the number, 
think work backwards so what do you need to do to get to a million dollars think about what you actually have to do on a five-year basis to get there so you break it down into years and then months and then weeks and then work out yeah you 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 focus on the plan not the outcome because the outcome is just going to be a natural consequence of how you implement your plan right so he used to say don't chase the money or don't chase the number chase the work it takes Exactly. People don't want to. People don't want to do the work. They just want the reward. So if you if you condition yourself into chasing the work, and because if you know, like one of the mentors in our company, Nick, he he loves working. He even though it's hard work and sometimes he doesn't enjoy it, he wakes up and looks forward to doing it. Some people when they start a business, they wake up, think about the money, then they think about the work that's needed. They get they kind of get like into that. Oh, I'm yeah. not looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I want the money. Oh no, that's too much work. Never mind. <laughs> Let's go back to playing uh, Leagues of Legend or something. You know, so <laughs> so back to playing GTA, man. Maybe, yeah. You know, let's, let's escape the reality. Like a lot of people don't realize that. You know, when I started my first business, guys, I was what 15, 14 years old, flipping shoes, then getting into e-commerce. Uh, I even gone. Th- I went through a stage of trying to flip domain names, man. I've done. I've done a lot of different crazy stuff in my in my time. And people don't realize how much mental weight is put on me. You know, although I'm only 24 years old, I actually had to ask my partner the other day what how old I was. I had to text her and say, "Look, how old am I again?" I forgot because I don't think I'm. I don't feel like I'm 24 years old because I don't have the responsibilities of an average 24 year old. I feel like I'm a 30, 40 year old. Yeah, yeah, people. But but then again, that's a problem, isn't it? Because the the average twenty year old is supposed to just not have any responsibility. So how is he supposed to be prepared to run a business? They have to mentally prepare first, which goes back to what we're saying. Well, exactly. Well, we went to buy some sunglasses the other day from the sunglass shop in the UK, um, and because we were going on holiday and I needed some new sunglasses with proper protection. And um, the woman was like, Oh, how old are you? Are you a uni student? And she thought I was a uni student. Cause I said, oh, cause I said my age yeah. and uh, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I just said, yeah, yeah, I'm a uni student. Um, and just, and just got on with it. <laughs> cause, cause that's what everyone's going to think when you say 24 years old, everyone's going to say, Oh, you're a uni student, right? Cause that's, yeah, you've just, you've just finished your uni degree. You may be going on to your next one. And I just said, yeah, I'm just a uni student. Yeah. Well, that's not what we like to do. We don't like to be uni students. <laughs> yeah, but then that brings me on to another thing. If you're somebody, and this brings me back to insecurities, if you're somebody that has to go out and you want your public image to always be there when you go out in terms of who you are, what you've achieved, then you've got some serious insecurities. Yeah. <laughs> like I could I could be that insecure person where she goes, you're a uni student. And I could have been, no, I'm not a uni student. I have successful online businesses. <laughs> I'm a multimillionaire. Shut your mouth. Check out my Lambo outside. I'm not check a, out my Lamborghini <laughs> outside. I live in a penthouse. <laughs> yeah, I've I've actually heard you say to people that you were a bin man before. So oh yeah, when I go out and people don't know who I am, because sometimes yeah. people don't do genuinely know who I am. And if I if I if they don't know who I am, and they ask me what I do. I just say I work for the council because as soon as you start telling people what you do for a living then they then you attract the negativity because people want to know more about you i want people to know me as who i am as a person not for my work life because then that then then it becomes a little bit more biased so yeah. you want to see how people would treat you without being a bias without without having that biased yeah kind of 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I was very surprised first time you said that, actually, but then I understood it makes perfect sense. You don't want them to just be interested because of what you did. It's just... Yeah, yeah, it's not needed. It's like sometimes when I go out with my friends that I grew up with and we go to bars and restaurants to, for food or cafes and stuff, if I don't get what I want, they'll be like, oh, why don't you just tell them who you are? And, you know, if you tell them who you are and what you do, they'll probably change their mind. And I'm like, no, I don't need to do that. There's no point. Yeah, because that's the wrong reason for them to change their mind. It's going to come back to bite you if you do that. Yeah. Exactly. So I live in the world as everyone's the same. We're all equal. Money shouldn't be the identification of what you deserve and what you don't deserve. Humans are humans. We should all be treated the same regardless of how much money you make. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very good lesson, man. Not enough people remembers that. Yeah. Too many people are chasing cigars, Lamborghinis, Dubai, <laughs> their lifestyle. So yeah. They forget who they are. Yeah. You know, you know what? I actually think that's that's why they chase those things because they don't know who they are. Because if they knew who they were, they would need to project themselves onto this persona that gets sold. So, but uh, George, honestly, and I was talking to loads of people about it. Most people are just insecure, and money makes them feel more secure as a person. Yeah, it's a shield against insecurity for sure. It's validation. Yeah. It's validation because they can come back. Um, oh, but who are you? You're a nobody. No, no, no. I'm not a nobody. I have money. You know, it's like a sort of validation. They become, even if they're a terrible person, they feel like they, they're a good person now because they have money. And yeah. It's, if a girl rejects them, they're like, oh, oh, wow. I can get another woman. I've got more than enough money. Or if they get into an argument with a guy, they might be like, oh, who's he? He's only making this amount of money. I make way more money than him. He's, you know. Yeah, validation. Yeah, it comes all back to the same thing: validation and make themselves feel secure about who they are as a person because they've always been insecure as a young child. Yeah, and money isn't going to fix that. You got to work on yourself. No, money won't fix that. Money will never fix it. Money will just put a front on it. If somebody tests the front and tries to break the front, and you are just putting a front on it, it will break straight away. Yeah, you got to work again. Goes back to the same thing: work on yourself first, and then start thinking about money and business because if there's you... a famous saying george the quietest person in the room is the person you should worry about so if there's the loudest guy that's saying i'm rich i got this lambo <laughs> this is the one you should be laughing at because he's an idiot yeah 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 that is very interesting like if you look at the if you look at the i saw something on twitter the other day about the forbes or the richest people in the world the richest people in the world aren't even on that rich list they're all hidden they don't want to be known they don't disclose their net worth yeah yeah, because do you agree with that? Well, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it draws too much attention, and of course, there's. I would just, I would say the richest people in the world, you know, like Saudi princes and and those sort of people, that they're, they're not on those lists because their wealth is not direct, right? It's the countries that they pretty much have full control over, um, but they don't. It's. It's it's getting attention is is a problem. I think the more attention you have, uh, unless you get attention for making, you want attention for making money, and that's a different deal. Like if you're a public personality, you you need the attention because that's your job. But if you're a business owner, you don't want the attention. Why would you want the attention? Because it's all the sort of negative attention. It's envy. It's uh, you know. The wrong well, exactly. And guess what we call it? So for me, I call it the evil eye. Some people understand what the evil eye is. They try and protect themselves from it. 
And I don't like like flashing my lifestyle on the not online, disclosing everything because I don't want that evil eye looking over me, which is envy, jealousy, people out there to come and get you. And like you said, all these rich Saudis, you know, like if you like MBS, I think it's MKS, MBS, the guy that runs the Saudi the Saudi government now, the Saudi royal family. I yeah, think that's Mohammed bin Salman. Yeah, uh, that's it. So he's apparently on, on Google only worth 20 billion. I'll tell you this now, he is not worth 20 billion. His yacht is worth more than a billion dollars. So how can he be worth 20 billion? So they're, they're a lot of worth at least a trillion dollars. Them guys are seriously rich, but they don't disclose their wealth. They're not interested. Yeah. They don't need to disclose their wealth. And that's the thing. If you're online and you've got eight figure e-commerce business owner in your, in your title, in your, in your, in your bio, that's it's, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree, man. Eight, eight figure e-commerce business coach DM me for mentoring. That's a red flag, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll give my screenshot. <laughs> 2019 screenshot when the Shopify dashboard used to show blue graph. <laughs> yeah, draft orders, man. <laughs> draft, draft orders. Google inspect. Oh man! All right, that is a topic for another day, I guess, because we've gone over the time so we'll take it here thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you on the next one bye yes sir bye